Hey there, Joy and Conversation listeners. I'm here with another bonus episode, another installment of our Voices from the Archives series. These bonus episodes are our way to thank all of you for your support. They're an opportunity for us to not only talk about history and culture, but they're also short moments when we can actually get to listen to Voices from the Past. We're offering these Voices from the Archives as a gesture of appreciation for all of you who are listening. And we ask you to continue listening because we're just getting started with Joy and Conversation. We have so many more topics to discuss. So if you like what you hear, do us a favor. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and share an episode or two with your booby, your Zeta, your Abba or your Baba, or maybe even the person sitting next to you on the train. We're committed to producing a podcast that is all about teaching and learning. That's all about celebrating the diversity of Jewish history while challenging ourselves to expand our understanding of what it means to be Jewish and the stories we tell about Jewish people, past and present. We want to grow, and you can help us with this. If you're a teacher, consider bringing these episodes into your classroom. If you're a professor and you assign the scholarship of any of our guests, consider adding an episode or two to your syllabus. If you're a curious learner, talk about our episodes over dinner with friends and family, or mention it at your next book group meeting, or whatever it is that's now your proverbial water cooler. All that matters is that you continue to listen, share, and celebrate what it is that we're doing with these episodes here at Joy and Conversation. Okay, so with all of that out of the way, enjoy this installment of Voices from the Archives. This installment was inspired by our most recent episode, The Mystery and Romance of Shund, which is all about the genre of Yiddish trash novels, Yiddish pulp fiction. So enjoy this reading of the chapter, At the Doctor, from the Yiddish novel, Looking for Luck, The Woman Who Wanted to be Different, by Sarah B. Smith. The novel was serialized in the New York Yiddish newspaper, Der Tag, in the winter of 1922 and 1923. It tells the story of Mona, her immigration from the United States to Eastern Europe, and her struggles to find happiness. This chapter is read in Yiddish by Saul Noam Zaret, and in English by Josh Friedman. Yella, let's continue learning together. At the doctor. The doctor was a middle-aged man whose manners and words were as smooth as his freshly shaved face. In the waiting room, Mona was scared. She didn't like the women she saw there. There was a weepy, middle-aged woman and an older woman accompanying a young girl who trembled so much that Mona could hear the chattering of her teeth. The large glass door cracked open and the kind face of the doctor appeared. He gave a friendly smile and nodded toward the middle-aged woman and took her into his office. Mona was left alone with the old woman and the terrified girl. She was afraid that soon the old woman would start up a conversation with her. She didn't want to hear about anyone else's troubles right now. She was too consumed with her own. And anyway, from just looking at the woman and the girl, she already understood their tragedy. She impatiently opened a magazine that had been laying on the table and paged through it for a while until she came to a photograph of a summer resort where naked children were wading in a fast-flowing river. She stared at the photograph for a long time. She had never been able to think so deeply. The children laughed, happily splashing in the water. She found them 
tremendously pleasing. Once, when she was still a small child, she dreamed about having children, about having many beautiful and fat children. Now she knew otherwise. Life had taught her to think differently. She thought about the coming summer, about her small Mitchell, who had spent more time in a cramped room than out in fresh air. She looked again at the naked children in the photograph with jealousy, and after she read the caption and realized that this was the summer camp of a philanthropic institution, she threw the magazine away. She started impatiently pacing around the room. The image gave her more courage to see the doctor. She didn't want to have more children that would need such charity. What's the matter with you? She heard suddenly from the voice of the old woman who was dragging the young girl by her elbow. When you were going around with the boss, you weren't so scared, huh? She then turned to Mona. Such a tragedy, my child. Believe me, she comes from a very respectable home. If my husband were to hear of this, he would kill us both. He'd slaughter us. The fine youngest child we have here. I have five others. May they be healthy, fine children as good as anyone else's. This one I had when I was already old. I couldn't keep an eye on her. See how she carries on, how scared she is of the doctor. Long after the woman and the girl had gone through the tall glass door, Mona continued to wonder why so many women speak so freely about the most intimate things in front of strangers. She didn't understand that women who meet in the waiting rooms of this kind of doctor feel a sense of belonging and camaraderie then she thought about money. Maybe the money she had wouldn't be enough for the doctor. Where could she get more? She thought she might go to the director of the place where she works. No, she couldn't tell him about her hardships. He seemed to want to know too much about her these days. He hadn't actually asked anything of her, but she understood what he wanted from his eyes. He should be ashamed of himself. Why did he look at her like that? She often noticed how he measured her figure with his eyes. A married man. He should be ashamed. And suddenly, she too became ashamed. She remembered looking at his arms, how she loved to look at them when his sleeves were rolled up. He had fine arms, not at all like Albert's. But she didn't like his face. His mouth reminded her of a pig's snout. The soft weeping of the young girl could be heard in the office. Mona became scared. It then got quiet again. And Mona began to dream of a huge sum of money that the composer Saline would send her in exchange for one of her poems and how she would generously give away the money. She had already sent Albert to a summer resort when the tall glass door opened and the clean-shaven doctor, nodding and smiling, invited her into his office. Special thanks to Saul Noam Zaret for reading this chapter of Looking for Luck in the original Yiddish. Listen to our full episode of Saul, The Mystery and Romance of Shund, to learn more about his scholarship and his insights into Yiddish literature. And thanks to Josh Friedman for lending his talents to this episode and reading this chapter in English. Josh is a songwriter, performer, and producer. Learn more about his work at thatoneeyedkid.com. This episode featured music from Ezekiel's Wheels. Thanks to the band and Abigail Reisman for making that happen. Learn more about Ezekiel's Wheels at ewklesmer.com. 
And thanks as always to Nico Rivers for mixing, mastering, and providing sound design and music supervision for Joy and Conversation. Learn more about Nico's work at nicoriversrecording.com. And remember to check out the Joy and Conversation website at joyandconversationpodcast.com. Bashufaku. We'll see you next time.